Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Narpig. Hit the music. That's right, we're back for another episode of Blue Tiger Revenge. That weird walk through the pop culture forest of comic books and comic book creators. I am comic book uh, illustrator, writer, negative Nancy, (laughs) Tad Galusha, and with me that the harmonic bellowing laughter of joy that you hear the king of beards the one the only there was something he told me that i was going to rip on him about but i've kind of spacing on but that's okay we'll let it slide big brian bales how's it going big Brian? good and i'm I'm sure you'll think of something else what was it there was something i was giving shit about earlier this week no idea i can't remember something happened i don't know you know what is happening though you sent me some news uh, earlier today yeah there's a new company mm-hmm. dropping. Yeah, so uh, Frank Miller, who we all okay. we all know, Frank Miller, and I think yeah, a lot of us love Frank Miller. Um, at least old Frank Miller. People might not really enjoy new Frank new Frank Miller stuff, but everybody. I'll be, you know, I'll be honest. I haven't really taken the time to look at his newer stuff. It doesn't seem like it resonates the same as like the classic. No. Yeah, I don't. I I would agree with that, but I mean legendary creator we can we can safely say legendary creator frank miller yeah uh, has teamed up with former dc editor-in-chief uh dan dadio or is i'm not sure that's how you say his last name i think that's how you know what i've never actually met the man or maybe i have but it was only in passing yeah so they're teaming up to do uh they're calling it frank miller presents and that's going to be his uh his new publishing line (laughs) <laughs> you, now, I think it's great. Yeah, but you'd think they come up with a little bit kind of a better name. He's, Frank Miller well, presents. He's banking on. on. He's banking on his name. I know, but if you're really gonna make that go as a company, it's Frank Miller. Like, can we call it like something like I don't know, like run with one of something classic from the like Ronin you know, Ronin Publishers. Oh fuck, that'd have been cool. Yeah, or even like Sin Sin Books, man. I don't know. Yeah. That actually mm. sounds. Good. That like, sounds like a that sounds like a erotica <laughs> line. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it's Frank Miller, so maybe yeah. They'll probably, but the, so there, I I saw that he's doing a couple of his own projects, and then they don't have a creative team announced or anything. But it sounds like there's a couple projects that he had outlined or created. Yeah. That are gonna be. It's not him like doing the art and stuff like that right from my understanding too is he wants to they're looking for um other writers and artists to come in and kind of pitch their ideas to them as well to be able to publish it to be able to publish through them too i wonder if it's going to end up being like a creator own thing or if it's like you're kind of splitting the um 
the deal or if there's like you know it's like one of these kind of uh publishers like some of the ones i'm working for right now that have a lot of ties to like say the la world because you know frank miller's been working in that world for the last like what 20 years now yeah like that's kind of his jam is creating things and getting them optioned i would imagine it's probably along those lines would be my guess yeah Um, like netflix deal or amazon deal or yeah discovery plus or something yeah yeah well I sent you a trailer. The movie's out to rent, uh, but we both watched it, and we're and you know it's kind of artsy fartsy because mm-hmm. you know me, I get a little artsy. But uh, anyone who can appreciate the outdoors, uh, I sent you a trailer for the Velvet Queen, and oh, yeah. I loved, I loved what you said to me. You said, "Fuck, that looks amazing. What are we doing with our lives?" Yeah, exactly. And you meant in the fact that like, there's so many aspects of the world that are just untouched and yeah. like. And, and folks, if you haven't seen the trailer for Velvet Queen, look it up. It's just this – it's oh, these two guys, right? And they're trying to get the uh, – Snow leopard? Yeah, yeah, up in – I think they're up in like Tibet or something. Yep. But they're out in like you know, the middle of the Himalayas and there's you're seeing all these – this wildlife that you just don't see. And it's just one of those where – I don't know. It really made you feel like, yeah, what are we doing down here on the flatlands in the cities and just like in this hustle and bustle? It's all meaningless. Yeah, it doesn't. It's all like in the grand scheme of like the the cosmic timeline, it's it's fucking useless. It's pointless. Yep. You know what I mean? What like what does money actually? You can't take it with you when you die, right? Like what does it do? I don't know. Uh, we had like a weird like existential we evening. We were, we were we like, did. oh god, <laughs> oh like. Yeah, with the, the entire human race is doomed. We all need to be just one with nature. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is, normally we're like, no, this Batman's the best. No, uh, this Batman's the best. <laughs> speaking speaking of uh Batman, the new oh, I know that you tried to watch the new movie. I, I gotta be honest. You know, in the past I've talked about like comic book reveals or character reveals, right? Yeah. A character reveal is essential to the success of whatever the vehicle is, whether it's literature, film, yep. comics, doesn't matter, yep. anything. Tell you could even probably make an argument for music. Yeah. The character reveal for Batman in this new Batman movie, I thought was so... Wow. That's unprofessional. Wow. Dumb. I know. Okay. That's just my sister. Who cares? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Garbage. Shut up. Shut up, Mo. Uh, <laughs> it was the dumbest un-Batman-like reveal. I was, I'll be honest, I started laughing when he walked out. You can, it's like Frankenstein. Doof, doof, yeah. doof. And yeah, he yeah. was walking out of the darkness. There's like 30 guys. And then he's like, I don't know, I can't even remember what he said. Something I'm probably vengeance. stupid. I'm vengeance. And it's like, a guy my size with a helmet way too big for his head. And then <laughs> they have this fist fight. And, like, you know, Batman takes up, he takes on the first guy, kicks the shit out of him, which I was like, okay, that's cool, I guess. But then they all stood there. It, you know what it reminded me of? Like, you know, when you watch, when you're a kid, you watch pro wrestling, yeah. and the big hero would come out and face all the villains, and they'd all stand back, and one at a time, They'd run at the hero, and he'd just, you know, he'd clothesline him and punch him in the face. That's what they fucking did. It was like watching yeah, yeah, yeah. something that was written by children, at least in terms of choreography, or for children. But then they're like, oh, it's so gritty and rainy. Like, no, it's just Seattle, fucker. Yeah. Like, what the hell, man? 
it's just Seattle. It's like, did you ever watch that? Did you ever watch JCVD on uh, Amazon? Yeah. We yeah. know where they're in the pilot when they're all about to attack him. And they're like, no, 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 no. Wait, we got to get him one at a time. Yeah, that's what was happening. I was I honestly <coughs> was laughing my ass off. And I, I tried to watch it a few lines at like a few a, once I got through that scene. And like and Batman took it on the like he got he took so many hits. Yeah. Where I was like. There's no way. Like, I watch him take a crowbar to the face. There's like, there's no way he's fucking like, I'm fine. Fuck you. And it's like, no, man, your jaw's sticking out there. It's huge. Yeah. Um, It just, if you're going to, like, I get it. Everybody likes his Batman because, like, oh, it's like, if it's real. Yeah. Then make it like it was real. And also, like, he's, the, oh, I don't care if you like any of the Batmans, like Ben Affleck, uh, Michael Keaton, all the film iterations, they were at least all sneaky. Yep. Even the Ben Affleck one, he he took him by surprise. It's in darkness. He didn't just like walk Yo, out. Bro. But yeah, where he you could hear his out. footsteps from a it mile was, away. It yeah. was so dumb. I just I don't know. I couldn't. After that, I had to turn it off, man. I love it. Um, I'm sure the movie's great. I'm sure the movie's good. People like it. It's just my personal opinion. I'm sure ever, there's a bunch of people. Cheeto dusters are going to be all like, "Oh fuck you, Ted." <laughs> but you I know what's I, funny I, yeah. is that after you told me that. You told me that, yeah. and then uh, the the queen and I, we were like, let's uh, let's watch it, and like we couldn't even make it through that part because she was <laughs> like, this is dumb, and then Thank I you. was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> now that I, because you know, you notice it, and then uh, so we just switched to The Witcher, and and that's like our favorite show, period. Um, which, I would take. Which, I didn't even. I wasn't a big Witcher guy, but I would watch that. I'd watch. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Witcher over Game of Thrones any day of the week. Oh wow! Yeah, I I can't. I don't have an opinion. Yeah, but I'm just gonna say if there's anyone out there, any of the, our loyal loyal tigers, because I want to say at this point they're we're beyond cubs. They're not full fledged. Yeah, they're full fledged tigers. Just roaming that pop culture forest, yeah. hunting for them tasty tasty comics, uh, drinking all the milk, all of it. Yep. Yep. But yeah, right in. Come at Big Bri. <laughs> pop, pop them claws. Let's see what she got. <laughs> the Witcher versus Game of Thrones. Bring it. Um, yeah, I get, I get it. Like aesthetically, like it looked, everything looked really good. But again, like we've always said, movies, everything looks good. They like, all look good. Yeah, yeah. The ones that just, look bad look bad on purpose. Yeah, it. And I'll be honest, like Batman looked kind of. His head was really big. It was so big. Yeah. <laughs> so big. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, yeah. I. I just. I don't know. I. I don't know how people took it so seriously. Um. And I know, like, there's a bunch of people in the industry that fucking love that movie. And I'm sure if I stuck with it, there's parts of it that I'd be like, "Wow, that was amazing." Yeah. I just Catwoman get... was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I. I, I bet she looked. I, in the trailer, she looked awesome. But dude, that intro, like, anybody who thinks. It was just stupid. It was just dumb. Like, I I was fully expecting Batman to get beat, half beaten to death. Honestly, that's what I was like. Oh, he's going to get his ass kicked. And, like, because we're just. Would have respected it more if he would have. Yeah, and he kind of did, too. That's the word. It wasn't even like. It's not. If they'd done, like, some awesome, like, fight choreography, it might have made up for it. But he was, like, slow and clunky and heavy. And it was like, dude, the guy is, like,. A buck thirty-five soaking wet. Like I don't understand yeah. what's going on do, here. Do you know that they uh, uh, part of his utility belt 
uh, they put a, a vape pen no. container in his utility belt for, for Pattinson for his brakes. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. At least smoke a cigarette, Pattinson. Come on. Be a man. You know what? If Batman smoked, I wouldn't be mad at that. No. I wouldn't. That'd be kind of... That'd be some old school shit, but that'd be cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I, I'm not going to watch that movie. I'm not going to waste my life on it. I'd, yeah, I'd, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I tried, and I was just like, meh. I'm sure people like it. I just... You know me, I, I always, that kind of stuff just drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe it's just because I, when I think of Batman, I think of like the the 89 one, yeah. his introduction, when he's when those guys are on that rooftop and you he keep seeing him in the background. down, yeah. Yeah, and he's floating, through, you know, hiding, you know, you see him backlit and stuff, but he's in the background. Like that type of stuff is cool. And they didn't do any, there was nothing sophisticated about it, like, it's like I thought this guy's supposed to be smart. He actually seems really he dumb. Well, they in the like you paint him as a detective in the movie, and the only thing that he solves is what the Riddler allows him to solve. Like he doesn't actually like stop anything from happening. Um, I I will say the Riddler reveal was really great. Yes. I actually thought at first I was like, oh, is that Batman? This is cool. Yeah. And then when I realized, oh, it's a villain, I was like. Okay, this is a completely different take on the Riddler. But it was. It was. They that, made him into like the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, which I don't. I don't know. I, I if I would have stuck with it, I would have seen how smart the 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 Riddler was in that. Smart. Yeah. Okay. Then that that's what he should be. Uh, I was just afraid they were going to make him into like the Scarecrow or something because sure. it kind of seemed like it was going that route. Sure. And um, but yeah, I I'm not gonna. I'm good, man. It's not made for uh, for my liking. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I am fired up for? What are you fired up for? Thor Love and Thunder trailer dropped. Oh, yeah. I mean. I liked most of the trailer. I have a major beef with the trailer, God damn it. Uh, And this is the guy with the first Ragnarok was like, it's a terrible film. But I redacted. I watched it again. And and I love it. What bothered you on the trailer? I don't like Guns N' Roses. Oh, okay. And I well, and I and like, it gave me too much of the Guardians aesthetic. Well, oh yeah. And they're in the movie. Like I get. It. I think they're only in like. I bet you they're in like ten minutes of the film. But it gave me. It gave me too much of that. And uh, um, well, you know, it's one of those. It's just a trailer. It yeah. might not. I, you know, who, who knows if the music will even, probably be in there with um, the Guardians, but. That would be about it. Yeah, I, I would just, imagine. That's, it. that's my. That's my. I just don't like Guns N' Roses. I, I like yeah. the the training. The training sequence was amazing when he was doing the chains. Um, uh, yeah, see that kind of stuff. I I thought it was so unique and so fresh. Like him getting and, back into shape was so good. Yeah, yeah. and realistic too. It's funny. It, like it had like a kind of a realistic but goofy tone to it. Of like the last time we saw Thor, you know, he was not doing so hot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah. like. I like that they're showing you a bit of the, I guess, the warrior's journey with him. Right. Um, I think that's that's going to be kind of a fun story. And I'm really curious to see what they're doing with Jane. That's going to be fucking bad. I say, yeah, the Natalie Portman reveal was awesome. Loved that. She's so jacked now. I know. I don't know. Yeah, there's some photos like, floating oof, around. I'll tell you what. Hmm. What? Okay. what? <laughs> I still got kids awake. I can't say it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll just say this, 6 to yeah. midnight. 6 to midnight. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got me wow. six to midnight. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you Should- want? We're, well, like that's this. This is what we do on the intellectual dark web of comic book <laughs> podcasting. So, yeah. Speaking of which, we've got somebody uh, who kind of came out, came at our past guest on the. Uh, I know on the web, which was like, then right away, I was like, well, we were trying to figure out who we wanted to come on, and he uh, he shined the uh, the light in our faces. Yeah. Like, yeah. This tiger's ready to. He to turned pounce. on the he turned on the revenge signal and, uh, <laughs> and there we there we are. So yeah, uh, I actually I never go back and listen to old episodes when he he wrote something about like at the two hour mark of the last episode he's like uh, old men yelling up at the sky and I was like oh. so I had to actually went went back and listened to it. Uh, it was interesting. Which was interesting. part? Which part was it? It was the part where. Uh, uh, Ibrahim was talking about, um, you know, how they have the artificial cross thatching. Oh and, yeah, and how like people use it, but they'll just literally fill a background or something. Like they don't. Ibrahim's argument was like, you have now it's so accessible to get all these techniques because you don't actually have to like know how to like analog implement them. Yeah, but they, his argument was like people a lot of times don't know why you, what you use them for. You know. Right. Like, I figured it was the other part that. Uh, <laughs> which which part was that? The other part. You know the part I'm talking about. I I don't. Oh. Mr. Murphy. Yeah. Oh no no I don't think anybody <laughs> nobody cared about that part. Oh interesting yeah we haven't got any hate mail for it so. Oh well, there's still time. There's still time, but uh, <laughs> it's out on the internet. What do you say we uh, we wrap this up and we'll head over and and bring yeah. our guest in. Let's do it. Check one, two. Tiger milk, tiger milk. I like tiger milk. Give us some more of that, please. Tiger milk. And we're back with, uh, well, he's getting ready to throw down. He's coming hot the off the internet. The gauntlet's been dropped. The gauntlet. The last episode, info was thrown around. He is just all ready. Claws popped. The fur is up. Ready to throw. Oh, wow. That That's tiger right. noise. <laughs> Bob Quinn, you're back. back. I'm back. You? Ready to go. Back back yeah. in the back in the tiger's den. That's right. It's good to be the back. Pop, the pop cultural forest. So like yeah. Yeah. Man, that's, that's right. it. I, I'm, I'm pushing through the trees, s- s- stalking the underbrush. Waiting to pounce on your previous guest who said some stupid, boring shit about being old. <laughs> <laughs> so what 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 was it exactly that was thrown around that just got your it's your uh, okay? Twitching. So listen, listen, listen up, you you guys. <laughs> Here comes the wrestling promo. That's I'm ready for it. All right, yeah, <laughs> Ibrahim. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you talking on the Tiger Podcast. All right. No, so there was a there was a protracted conversation on the last episode about how it's just you gotta use paper and you gotta have brushes and and tiny ancient crow quills as might have been used by the Renaissance greats. Leonardo da Vinci used it, so why don't I? This stuff is stupid, you guys. It's so dumb. Who cares? <laughs> nobody, ca- literally, nobody cares. 
and I came in hot. It's it's all listen. Yeah, it's all a joke. I, I you can see behind me. That's all original artwork that I had. So like like right. Okay, so here here's my thing. Right, like I I totally understand like the the overall like the, the inclination of like. There, there's that that the sensual moment the of like old of the, school artist. Yeah, the old feeling. school guy. You can feel the vellum beneath the bottoms of your fingers as you slowly drag <laughs> the Kalinsky sable brush across the the hallowed ground. Right, like I get it. Right, and then yeah. like you know, like that little scratchy feeling of the crow quill as it slowly bites into the paper. Right, like all that stuff is great, and it's very romantic, and it and it harkens back to days of old. And if I'm being completely honest with you i do it myself a little bit right like my sure. I, I have i have piles of paper over here i'm doing a graphic novel right now all original art all traditional feels great i love it i also don't care that much <laughs> like because like sure i you know I'll, I'll, pretty much all of my marble not all but most of my marble stuff right now has all been digital if for no other reason than i've been on crazy schedules so it's just yeah. like i have to do it that way if i want to get everything in on time and it's like, I don't know, it does a pretty good approximation and literally nobody cares. Like, that's yeah. the thing that's kind of the saddest about it, right? Because it's like, I think we as artists get really up in our heads about like, you know, like the, the, there's, there's a romanticism to it, right? And I totally respect it and yeah, appreciate it. And there's, it. there's the tangibility. I think for some, yeah. there's also like, you know, like, look at like a guy like Adam Hughes, man. I mean, his Absolutely. originals. I would more than Dude, pay our mortgages. <laughs> Seriously, well, that, I mean, right? that's the big yeah. thing, right? Because yeah. it's like I, I don't, you know, people ask have asked me on a number of occasions, "Hey, like, you got any originals from Way of X?" And I'm like, "No, I don't," because I yeah. had no time to make them, right? Like, right it, now, I remember. I think the last time you and I actually talked was online. You mm -hmm. were in the process. You were in that week. You just decided. I'm converting to digital. I think you downloaded like what was it? What's the what's the new one? Is it Clip Studio now? Is that what Clip Studio is the one all the kids are using? Yes, mm. right. I think you had just downloaded that. Yeah, and you and I had a few exchanges. I think in message like I don't know in the DMs or something because I was asking you like, well, how was it? how was the transition? And you said it was mm -hmm. pretty smooth for you because I it was, was on yeah. the fence. Yeah, but no, it was it was absolutely seamless for me. And like the the cool thing about the the most recent version is that they have a bunch of new stuff in it that's just kind of of like really natural looking media stuff right yeah so it's like they have stuff that's uh they have like like brush pens and like dry drier brush pens that look oh give a very natural looking line that in a lot of cases you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference right? like yeah. if i didn't tell you that this was all done digitally you probably you might go no i don't know maybe you yeah. know well and that's the thing especially with your work like i always honestly thought you were digital even mm -hmm. when you were working because your line work is always so clean I oh, was like, oh, I think his stuff is digital, but I couldn't, I couldn't you're one of those guys. You're like, I can figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> well, I, I, I super duper appreciate the kind words. So, uh, but yeah, no, but uh, I mean, but here's the, here's the thing, right? Outside of like original art collectors. Yeah. Editors don't care. Readers yeah. don't care. Yeah. Who, who are like the biggest guys working at Marvel right now? Paper Laraz, digital. Valerio Skeety. He's amazing. He's digital. Yeah. Like everybody loves Simone DeMeo. I've worked I, like I've he and I did champions together and he did the first one and a half issues and I've seen what his layouts look like. Everything's digital. His backgrounds are all computerized, right? Like he's using, yeah. he's using SketchUp and shit. Nobody cares what they care about. Yeah. Is, does your book look rad? You know? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So, you know what the sad, sad truth is, is the last I'd say like 
the last like i guess book that i was really like i'm doing this all 100 percent analog um and it's the book it's a book that that's the book i always get hit up for original pages mm-hmm. but i'm such a curmudgeon i don't that's the one book i won't sell original pages on so <laughs> yeah it's like one of those like i did it specifically like oh one day i'll be able to sell these pages this will be great yeah. but all the people that have hit me up for the pages i've said no to I'm no, or dude, i threw out stupid numbers where i knew they were gonna be like i'm not paying that much money like hell yeah you? Like, no that's yeah. the same dude i mean i just i just put a joke up on twitter that i was gonna start pricing all of my originals assuming that there's going to be a museum exhibit about me someday (laughs) you're paying my museum prices yeah (laughs) because it's now i don't yeah Uh, because like here's a fact like 90 percent of originals are way underpriced like crazy underpriced i bought a uh i bought an imminent original for like 150 bucks I bought an original. I bought a Sarah Pichelli original. She she does all digital now. I bought one of her originals for three hundred. It, it's sick. Like the, yeah. the numbers just don't make any sense, right? Because it's like, I, I don't know. It's like give and take, right? Because at a certain point, I've banged out all of these drawings in a day because that's what my schedule is. But at the same time, right. like the amount of technical expertise and confidence and like just number of hours put in in order to draw some like something with the, the the visual acuity and fidelity that the average comic book artist does at the speed they do it yeah like that's that's a, that's a a talent that a lot of artists don't have right no yeah it, they just don't I have mean, that's it, what but we but we do unique. right yeah, yeah yeah that's what makes a comic artist unique is that you i think they're maybe one of the few artists that actually have to be technically proficient but you also it's like speed like it's like Yep. You know, where like a fine artist will get a month to work on one yes. single illustration or something. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have, I've nuts. been working on this oil painting since 1938, and I think I've got almost <sighs> the underpainting completed. And I'm like, I'm sure you do. And you're going to see what, what um, David, was it David Show said that nobody started taking him seriously until they started adding zeros to the amount of money that he was charging for his painting? Yeah, I um, think you know? I, yeah, yeah, he did that in that recent show he had. Um, yeah. He was talking about that. Yeah, David was, Show. Yeah fascinating guy fascinating. He, he really is but to your point like i don't know we want to get be taken seriously we should stop selling our originals for 300 bucks like yeah you know yeah so, somebody asked me for a page for from uh from champions and i said i don't know you can have it 700 bucks like you know and yeah I, did they I don't buy? feel but no they didn't and i don't feel <laughs> bad about it because i'm like you don't get to have it right like, you know i had years ago i had the same conversation with dustin weaver because you know weaver is he's like you He's a mm-hmm. fucking workhorse. He's constantly just putting out. I mean, and he's always working on like these big like event stuff. So every page has all the X Men and Thanos and every character you ever wanted, right? It's literally and, the book know, I'm doing right now. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It should come uh, with hazard. Pain. But I, but I asked him. I go, do you ever sell your originals? He goes, no, because he goes, I put so much work into them that the prices that I would want to sell them for, he goes, nobody's going to want to pay. I, I tried. Know, nobody's going to want to pay. I tried to oh, get yeah? a page from him. Yeah, when he did his uh, Batman Black and White, I wanted uh, there was one or two pages. I was like, "Hit me up, man!" And he just was like, "I don't get to do Batman very often. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep them." And I was like, "All right, yeah. man. Well, let me know if you change your mind." Um, yeah, it's funny because I, I kind of get that inclination, right? Totally. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm sitting here going, "Well, I mean, all my originals are literally sitting in that file folder back there." Yeah, they're not. They're not. 
you know, I don't, I'm not looking at him. I'm not pulling him out. Everybody like, Oh man, I really am great at this. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. So it's not bringing me any joy. Right. So it might as well go to somebody who is, but the problem is, is like, you should probably be willing to pay what I feel like it's worth. Right. Or what it would, it, yeah. what it would, how hard would it be for me to part with it? Right. Right. And that, that'll also typically will come down to like, how much did I enjoy doing the book? Like, was the book important to me? Like, uh, usually, usually I don't price them based on like, is Cyclops on it, right? I'll going to be like, oh, I really remember this because like, I have like these weird sentimental attachments to him. So it's like, yeah. oh, I really liked how I drew, you know, Kamala Khan's hand in that one. Thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Something stupid like that. This is the page that I had to work my ass off on, on that weird thing in the, in the, the cupboard it, behind all the characters. Yeah. That's a thousand dollars. Do you understand yeah. how difficult that bottle of hot sauce was to come up? That's with? right. <laughs> I did all the branding myself. I get no credit for it. <laughs> so uh, you're working on what are you working on right now? Uh, some I'm working on. Legacy? I'm working on the no. I'm working on the just released yesterday. Knights of X issue Ooh, one out yesterday. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. The the follow up uh, series to the very popular Teeny Howard, Marcus Toe epic Excalibur. Um, Yeah. So we're doing, we're doing what happens after Excalibur. So I'll be honest. Most of the time we have guests on, they're like, oh yeah, this is the graphic novel I've worked on this year. This is the series with you. You always, it seems like you put out three times as many pages, as much work as anyone else that I know. So I can never keep track of what what you're working on. Well, do you want to know? Okay. So here's, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little inside scoop on what, what's going on with me. So so, yeah, it's, it's yeah. (laughs) That lightning McQueen, baby speed or I, I don't do a very good Owen Wilson voice but anyway I was um, I was thinking more just drugs <laughs> cocaine oh <laughs> trucker crank yes yes a lot of that around here we love to snort it no so oh, yeah um, so the panini hit right yeah. and okay. everybody was inside and diamond shut down and I was like well there goes my job <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm in trouble but for some reason I never really stopped working and then I started reading more and more about this COVID thing everybody's been getting. And I was like, this is bad. I don't want this. And I also started getting really stressed out about it. And the best way you'll find that a lot of men like to not deal with their feelings. So what they do is correct is they work very hard. (laughs) So (laughs) as opposed to dealing with my terror at the imminent collapse of society, I buried myself in work. So at one point, I was doing the following all at the same time. I have a graphic novel that is coming out from a company that I can't talk about yet because it's not been announced. I was doing. But you post the pages on all of your social media, so people can kind of. Yeah, you can kind of piece know together what's going on. There's some rock star stuff going there's on. There's rock like some, and roll happening. Yeah. Okay. Nonstop yeah. rock. You can't stop the rock. You can't. Yeah, stop and there's it. a witch. A there witch. might be. There might I'm be. I'm pretty who's, sure one of one. that could just be a cool fashion choice. Ah, damn it. You're right. Oh, think about it. <laughs> so, okay. So I got the graphic novel. Coming. I, at the same time, I was simultaneously working on uh, the alligator Loki unlimited scroll Marvel unlimited series that is wow. currently, that is currently going up on, uh, on Marvel and unlimited right now. Download it $60 a year. Get access to all the great Marvel titles. Look at, from look at, look yesterday. at him. He's downloading it right now. I already have it. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. I've had it. it awesome. Great. Um, and then I was working on, Knights of X, all at the same time. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. I like people don't realize how much work that is. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Don't ever do what I do. What is your schedule looking like? Like, how are you balancing that? Are you doing like a multiple pages a day? Like what, what is that? What does that look Um, like? So the way that I have to do it right now is that because, so here, here's what my schedule looks like when, when I was doing the, so, okay, let's step, take a step back, try to get, try to get my thoughts organized. Cause there, there's been so much going on and my brain is sort of toothpaste right now. So the unlimited, like the infinite scroll comics that go up on Marvel unlimited are a really, really, really weird challenge, right? They don't yeah. flow the same way that a normal comic book page, right? Like you're not worried about like eye movement line and stuff like that. What you're really worried about is like the pacing, the screens, like, how you're using different elements to sort of guide the eye past the different things that are happening. It's in a much more organic feeling thing. And if you get a chance, like for, Tad, like if you ever want, think of it, try doing one for like tapas or webtoons or something like that. They're incredibly fun to make. And it's a whole new challenge and a whole new way of thinking about comics, which is actually really a lot of fun. And okay. apparently, apparently the kids love them. Right. So oh, like, yeah. that's how they, that's how they consume all their comics these days. So like when you put these things up there, they, they, they love them, but they're really, really cool to work on. The problem is, is that Marvel kind of underestimates the amount of work that goes into them from the art side. And oh. they're, they end up being like these, I should show you the files when we're done with this. They end up yeah. being like these huge, huge, long files that you end up turning into them. And you'll turn in like multiple of these huge things for just like one strip that ends up going up on the, oh. on the app. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so they're they're a little tough to judge, right? So like in those, I, I had to they budget they budget you basically like three pages. They end up being a little closer to four or five, but you have to. Do, but they that's how much time they give you. So yeah. you're sitting in here drawing as fast as you can the whole. Oh time, damn! Right? So you're nailing that out in like a couple of days. Then you have to wow, like that because yeah. that was I. <laughs> because I was an idiot and I went, yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah. I can also do that. Yeah. I could, I just kept saying yes to things as opposed to being like, there's no I mean, way I'll get this done. That makes you very employable, very makes employable, very foolish, <laughs> but I did it anyway. So now that, now that those are done, I'm back to just suffering at the normal amount, which is okay. every day, every day I will pencil at least one page a day and I will ink one page a day except for Thursdays which is when I pencil three pages and only ink one page and then on Saturday I ink one of those pages and then on Sunday I ink the other one so that's my schedule okay why is Thursday why does that turn why is that your day for like let's go crazy uh, Thursday is crazy day because I have to turn all of my pages into my editor at unnamed publisher for approval before i ink them so if i don't get them done oh. on thursday i don't get approval so i can't finish them over the weekend and then i fall okay. behind uh, okay so uh, ostensibly i could space them out over the week if i wanted to but yeah. i'm a procrastinator so yes <laughs> yeah well there's that thing where I, I I've learned this last couple of years because I had right for the pandy hit. I uh, I've been calling it the pandy. I like that you called it the panini. I think that's a little bit more fun. Uh, <laughs> I love I a good panda cool. though. They're adorable. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember. I remember um, one time we went to the San Diego Zoo. I saw some horny ass panda bears. I got. I saw the baby oh, panda damn. long time when it was a baby. What? Yeah. Ten years ago. 
Yeah. yeah. The, the the trouble was that they couldn't get the pandas to fucking like the, the lady panda was super horny and like the, the dude panda was just like eating bamboo and not giving a fuck. Like, oh, she's ready. Eh, nom, nom, nom. Like, didn't give a shit. It was Amazing. the fucking weirdest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Anyway, you were telling a story before I saw. I was going to say before the pandas. I, I did like I did two graphic novels at the same kind of the same simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was for a, comp- a publisher and the other one was it was for a publisher, but it was, you know, create her own thing. Right. It was and, just for you. Uh, and I just afterwards just, it was just for me. I just had this <laughs> massive like burnout because mm-hmm. I was doing basically two pages a day and one of the yeah. books I was coloring as well. So it was just like a lot. That's brutal. Uh, you know, you're yeah. And, um, and then, uh, afterwards I came to it where it's like, Dude, I can if I'm pencil if it's a penciling day, I'm penciling two pages that day. The next day, maybe I'll ink two if I can get through it. Like it, like I had to like scale it down so that yeah. I was just doing one thing at a time, or it would just be one page a day, and that would be it. Yeah. Well, but, but like even a page a day, if because like you know, if you think back to like when I grew up here in like in the '90s, right? And like Jim yeah. Lee, he was penciling like how many pages a day? Like all those, like him, Sylvester, all those image books, they were all light. They couldn't even do a page a day. These guys that's true <laughs> and you know what's crazy is everybody forgets none of those guys were inking their stuff nope because there that's, was an actual exactly. job as an inker back then like that's everybody exactly. forgets that like and then they're like wait a second now now i'm gonna start talking about page rates uh the page rates were the same back then as they as they are now wait a second but now we do oh, yeah. both pencil and inking but it was for just penciling back in the 80s and 90s like what what yeah, how did tough. this happen how did they how are we getting twice as much art for half for, for half half the price? Like what's happening? All of us maniacs just start like I I blame us for learning how to do it all ourselves, right? Because like when when I came up and I was like started actually doing this, I was doing web comics, right? So like yeah. I was penciling, inking, coloring, lettering, everything myself, right? And that's what so, they tell you, like, oh, if you want to get in the industry, that's what you gotta be able to do. Do it yeah. all, right? Yeah, yeah, so like you you do it all, and then they go, oh, they can do it all, awesome, <laughs> and and they're and they're young and stupid, and they don't know that they could, you know, ship some of this labor off and still get paid the same thing like they did in the olden days, but also like you know, physical publishing is a terrible industry and it's the worst, and nobody buys books, and everybody pirates on stupid websites, and you know, yeah. like I feel bad for everybody, like you know, I, I've. I've been very, I've been very, I, I constantly say how how blessed and lucky and stupid I've been to get into this industry. But like, you know, I've, I've worked on some pretty, I've worked on some X-Men books now. Right. And like every it's now awesome. and then you get like a royalty check and you're just like, whoa, hey, that's pretty good. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I didn't, I, I was not expecting that. I was just expecting my page rate. And now here's like a, a you know, extra couple hundred bucks. They're they're just so everybody knows they're not great checks, but they're okay. You know, it's like you can you can maybe eat a steak dinner two three times a month on it, probably right. There you but, go. Hey, hey. but that ain't nothing. You know, it's not nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. It's, you know, it's it's not like image nineties days when everybody's like pulling in crazy dollars and you know everybody's selling a hundred thousand copies of every God. book and all that stuff. You know, it just it just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, except um, for Scotty Young, who just sold like like pre-sold 150 of his new book or whatever. I feel like Scotty Young can do no wrong over at Image. He is just killing the game. Everything he puts code, out, man. He we does. Need to, we need, yeah, I'm gonna find out how he's doing it. What sort of pact yeah. he signed with the with the Dark Underlords? Yeah. Right. <laughs> kind of I don't get it. Just I want to sign up too. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> if, if so, that's all, let me ask you, this, man. It's an easy, easy sale. Easy sale. <laughs> easy sale. So you're working your ass off. You're doing all these X-Men books. You're like, you're, do, you're doing creator own stuff. You're a Marvel yep. guy. What have you been doing for you? Yeah, like just seriously. it's like, hey, just for you. Well, you mean like not that is not comic related? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's just like, oh, I need to like recharge my human being battery. Um, you know, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Aren't you a gamer? Yeah, no. Uh, so here, here's the things I do uh, on occasion. I will uh, turn the other half of the office. You might be able to see something right here. Um, there's a there's a wall of guitar amplifiers over here. Those oh, get cool. played when when I can't stand it anymore in the middle of the day. <laughs> and they just like hey, man, play a couple songs, come back, get back to work. Um, yeah. And then um, the uh, the old the old PlayStation comes out. I've been playing a lot of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands with my with a couple of my good friends. I've heard that's and, good. Um, Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, have you played any of the Borderlands games in the past? I have played. Yes, I played Borderlands before a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, if you have not played in a while, there's some really cool. There's some cool new features that you might like Ooh. on the new game. Blah, 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 blah. It's fun. We, we have a good time with it. And then sometimes I also play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hey, D&D's big time right now, man. Everybody's hey, man. playing D&D. It's it's nice because I used to just be that fucking dork, and yeah, now no, I'm that cool. guy who does that thing everybody does. Yeah. I've been doing it since the nineties. <laughs> no, let me ask you this: Does <laughs> yeah, does it make you a little upset where you're like, listen, listen, all you noobs? <laughs> I was doing this back back in the day before. We used to get wedgies before it was cool. Yeah, I used to get beat up for this shit. No. It. Hey man, I'm just I, I, I'm such I'm so I'm so lame. Like I, I can't even get mad at people. I'm all like, oh, I'm just happy that people are finding a great way to have fun with their friends. <laughs> yeah, I came in all hot yelling about Ibrahim when I'm the biggest. Yeah, Ibrahim, I'm the softest, lamest dude on the internet. I'm like, oh, people are enjoying themselves. That's great, <laughs> dude. Ibrahim, we need cool more guy. people like you. I'm really like happy you. that he enjoys doing traditional art. <laughs> We care. need more positivity on on Twitter and all that place. It's you know it gets so negative sometimes. Elon's, like, Elon's I'll go Twitter. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Elon, oh yeah. How, what do you think about that? Not to get. I mean, normally where it's just comic book stuff, but oh, we uh, we'll talk, talk about a little world news. Yeah. Hey man, I, I mean, you. I, I put out a whole big thread because, um, as some of you may or may not know, I spent a bunch of time in tech before I was in comic books. Oh, I did. Okay. Uh, 12 years making video games and internet content and stuff oh, like wow. that. So uh, I have a, I have a lot of thoughts about all this stuff. Sure. Lay it on us, man. Like I, cause I really don't know anything. I'm barely on Twitter. I yeah. understand why people are upset. Just, um, but uh, yeah, lay Give us the, give us so the... there's, there, I have a, there's many multifaceted things about it. The first thing that I think is I don't like the idea of Twitter, a private company, being bought out by somebody going private and then one person being at the head of all the data, all the user data that they're collecting on everybody. That to me is creepy because he's not accountable to much of anybody with a private industry. Like I've worked at a private company before and you are very yeah. much at the whim of your CEO. And if he just has a wild hair up his ass to do some crazy bullshit, you kind of just have to listen to him. Right? So yeah. now you have a giant, content data or uh you know user data aggregator 
that because I you know they have huge readouts on what people are engaging with. Oh, what they definitely. do. What, you know, they probably have some level of profile on everybody that's on that website. Yeah. So you now have all of that shit, and it's all rolled up under one guy, ostensibly, right? There's no. That's isn't it like terrifying? It isn't it? Yeah. So if if you are not freaked out about that, you should be. And, you know, a lot of people are like, he's making the libtards mad. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And it's like, yeah. So there's that aspect of it. The other aspect of it comes from the fact that uh, I spent a huge amount of time doing uh, virtual worlds for kids when in in my tech days. Right. So like I've I've talked about it a little bit on Twitter. So like I used to work, uh, I worked a little bit on Club Penguin, which is a big one for kids. Uh, and I worked on uh, there was a there was a Skylanders universe where kids could oh, like yeah. run around and yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. each other. So, so oh, I remember that. Yeah. 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 With the toys and stuff, there was like the there was the console game, but there was also an online component. And I was sort of I was like the producer on the on the online stuff. So cool. um, I I probably care more deeply about community engagement content than the average like Twitter user. And that's just simply yeah. because. I was, you know, headed, I was working on a product where it was kids running around in, in like virtual spaces, interacting with each other and trying to figure out like, okay, could somebody groom a child in a creepy way using what we've built for them? Right. Is there a way that how, how is, how is a kid going to be able to make a dick out of this thing? Right. Like, right. What, what's going to be the best thing to make sure that everybody feels like they can come here and have fun and nobody feels left out and nobody's going to feel hurt. Nobody's going to go home crying to mom about how I was playing Skylanders universe. And then somebody said something mean to me and now I don't love it anymore. Right. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I come at it. So that, that's, that's sort of the, the lens through which I see a lot of this stuff. And the problem for me is, is that we did a ton of content moderation on our end. Right. And yeah. uh, so and, and you have to do that in order to protect your community. Right. Right. So yeah. the big thing that, ha- so this, this goes into one of the things I was just talking about on Twitter, which is the, the big thing, the big boogeyman that everybody yells about on the internet, which is the section two thirty thing. Is everybody familiar with this? You guys know what this I don't, is? I don't know what section two thirty is. No. Okay. So this is like a big boogeyman on the internet. And basically what it is, is like way back in the early, early days of the internet, somebody posted something on a website and some guy said, this is bullshit. This is harassment. And it's also libel. I'm suing you. And he sued the website and he won. And okay. a bunch of uh, people in Congress said, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, if people can get sued for anything they put up on the Internet, we're going to have a problem because this is a really interesting burgeoning industry and this could yeah. kill it entirely. Right. So right. what they did was they said, OK, in exchange for you guys doing your best to moderate objectionable content, whatever you find objectionable, whether, you know, it, it, if you guys don't like it, if it's illegal, it, there was a bunch of different criteria. But it's like as long as you guys are kind of keeping an eye on what's going on in your websites and you're not allowing too much objectionable content on there, we are going to protect you from lawsuits. Okay. People will not be able to sue you, Twitter, because some guy said that Tad has a weird dick or whatever, right? Like it's p- true. He does. I mean, he, right. I do. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? That, you couldn't, you couldn't sue anyway. I would know. Weird. I, would know. I would. <laughs> I posted them all on the internet. Now everybody can see it's not a lie. So anyway, so, so that, that was sort of the, 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 the arrangement that went into this, this piece of legislation, right? Yeah. Now to my mind, again, from the lens of a guy who used to, sort of be in charge of kids communities i really feel like people like facebook and twitter and 
YouTube and you name it have done a really, really, really terrible job of actually moderating content that's on yeah. their websites at all. Yeah, right. Um, Cause like, yeah, I'll, but also remember I'm like an old fuck. Right. So like I came up in the time when it was like, you know, BBS boards and, and, and message boards and stuff like that, where oh, we're just yeah. supposed to be talking about Marvel comics. And then some guy starts yelling about politics and then they're flaming each other. And then we have to ban both of them. Right. It was a more manageable right. community, but that's sort of what I expect from an online community. They don't really do that. Right. They have some level of automation that goes into it, but what they've spent their time automating is engagement and clicks and making sure that people come to the website, say on the website, when they leave the website, want to come back, right? right? What they haven't done is actually looked at what does human interaction look like? When it is a spicy conversation going from spicy to inappropriate, right? Like when is somebody being antagonistic? When are they being rude? When are when has when has a disagreement gone to a point where it's no longer healthy, nobody's getting anything out of it, and people are using this thing in a way that is inappropriate? Because one of the big like the human brain, we we are still we technology has outpaced our minds and our bodies, and I think we can all agree to that. Yeah, like it's pretty simple, Just, right? Absolutely. Look yeah. at our look at our obsession with TikTok. I think it's yeah, a hundred percent, right? Like constant right. dopamine hits. You're just sitting here glued to this little thing. Our our minds and bodies are not really made to understand this stuff. We're we're, we're supposed to be. You know, why do you think everybody's getting heart disease and turning into chicken nuggets? We're supposed to be out yeah, there right. running around hunting gazelles, right? We and were just talking about this. There's um, uh, what was uh, the trailer for that show? I don't was remember. It the Velvet Queen. Yeah, the Velvet Queen. Mm-hmm. But it was a yeah. We we there was a trailer for this this documentary coming out about like people taking photographs of um, snow leopards, and Brian oh, and I wow. watched it together, and we were like, "What are we doing?" Brian texts me, goes. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he meant just as like, is human beings, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? Like, yeah. we're not meant to be we've, sitting here on the computer. We should be out there. We've, you know? we've made the weirdest world for ourselves, a, a world yeah. of comfort and and luxuries and stuff like that. But none of it actually speaks to what is good for us. Right. But we do it because yeah, of what we feel need. Good, right. You know, yeah what, yeah. what we actually need. We need we need to be moving. We need like and, and the, the Internet has also created like this, this sense of isolation for everybody. Right. Because it's like we have these communities, but we're not actually face to face with them. We're not actually like really, really having meaningful interactions with anybody. Right. right. But yeah. a big part of the problem for that is this weird abstraction that happens with the Internet. Right. Where it's like, I see your avatar. I see your name. But when I say something mean to you, I don't see that face you make when I hurt your feelings so yeah, I can just sit right. here and say the meanest shit to you and send it off and fuck your day up or your week, depending on how much it sits with you. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I don't really have to, I don't have to deal with the consequences to how I feel about it when I say yeah. something mean to you. Right. So to my mind, especially with social media websites, it's actually a really good idea to come down a little harder on, are you kind of just being a dick? Right. Yeah. And, Again, again, I I come from dealing with children in this capacity, right? But like, I feel like adults in a lot of cases have shown on the internet that they kind of can't behave. You Correct. Know? No, and it may not be a bad idea to be a little harsher about what we're allowing and what we're not allowing. And, and, and I like, imagine and, someone like Elon coming in is the exact opposite for well, Twitter, anyway. See, the, so here's the thing that really worried me when he came in because a lot of what. There's a lot of dog whistling that goes on, um, specifically in, and this again, it's not a value judgment. I don't really care what side of the aisle you come down on. Sure, whatever. Sure. There's a lot of dog whistling that goes on in conservative communities about what goes on on 
uh, on Facebook and Twitter saying conservative voices are being silenced. Uh, you know, they're, they're banning accounts, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. is it because you're conservative or is it because you're dropping N bombs and being rude to people? Right. And right, like, right. You know, like, did, did you perhaps fuel an insurrection against the government? That might be a good reason <laughs> to shut your account down. Right. Like exactly. st- st- yeah. stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So, so, and, and a, a bunch of analysis, both from inside Twitter and outside Twitter says that's actually not happening. Actually, the algorithms tend to favor conservative stuff. So, yeah. But but it's 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 a big dog whistle for why why are they not letting us say whatever we want online without consequence, right? Yeah. And to me that flies directly in the face of section 230 which says you should be moderating content and that's going to protect you from lawsuits. Now the crazy thing to me is and I'm I'm sorry I'm no, no. See, this I, we love, this is what we want. This is I love okay. this kind of stuff. Because okay. yeah. like so, comics is great, but people mm-hmm. that are listener based really, they, it's like we want to get to know you and like oh, okay. the stuff that you're interested in. And like that, oh. you know, like Here these are go. real conversations. You're like, yeah, X Men, cool. Uh, look, look what's happening. Listen, with listen to the internet, yeah. right? So, <laughs> um, so, so here's the thing, right? Like, so when when people say. When people are saying, like Elon's saying, hey, it's got to be about free speech, what to me that means is speech without consequence, speech without any kind of moderation. And to me, that you are now officially shirking your responsibility when it comes to Section 230. So what that means to me is either one of two things. You repeal it entirely or you revise it. Revise it meaning there needs to be a little bit more stringent, more because it's a little vague, right, in its wording. And maybe it, it's time for it to be a bit more specific about what you need to actually do in order to have the protections against lawsuits that it grants you. The other option is, is to get rid of it entirely. And a lot of yeah. conservatives say we should get rid of it. Now, here's why that would be a bad idea for conservatives specifically. It seems like now this is just a guy who's looking over the outside. I sure. have my own politics. But it seems like there's a good amount of racism that goes on in certain people. It seems like there's a, there's like a lot of conservative people might be a little mean to gay people, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the moment you as a person can be sued or a website like Twitter can be sued because I said, I think all the gays need to be put into a, a spaceship and shot to the moon. Oh, my God. Somebody's going to take an audio clip of that and then. We are well, clip me. All right. All right. <laughs> let, let, I'm ready to get canceled. Right. So, but like at the moment you can just put that on a website and the website can be sued for it. Twitter's yeah. done. done. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Facebook is done. They're going right? to get the pant. They're going to get the balls suit off of them. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're toast. Oh, yeah. They're, they're absolutely toast. So, yeah. I mean, if, if that's what you want, what you don't want is social media at all. And there's an argument to be made, you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm not I'm not super crazy about it myself. I think, you know, like I said, I, I think a lot of people are like just complete assholes on there. And yeah. I think it brings out the worst in a lot of people. And I think, you know, making algorithms for for content engagement has really led to a lot of really bad stuff from, you know, sort of echo chambers to, you know, out, mm-hmm. outrage, clickbait, garbage, oh, and yeah. oh. people not actually reading articles, just seeing inflammatory headlines, and not We're actually just, having just flat out misinformation. Just people posting yeah, things that, as they're true, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, like, none of that stuff is good. Um, and so, when somebody like Elon Musk says, uh, "That's what I want," I hear that 
conservative dog whistling. And you can see that the whistle was picked up by all the all the comments that are yeah. all I see, like libtard tears and stuff like that. And that's that's like the entirety of everything that's beneath his beneath his right. uh, beneath his tweets and stuff like that. And I was like, well, that to me seems bad. Right. Reg- yeah. oh, Again, definitely. regardless of which side of this of the aisle you sit on, it's like if what you and like, yeah. So regardless of which side of the aisle you should want, if what you think Twitter is for is talking to people. It shouldn't be yeah. about, well, I want to be able to say whatever I want to somebody and and make them feel bad, right? Like, that's yeah. not what a conversation is, right? No. Like, no. This is a conversation. We're, we're talking to each other. We're having a good time here, right? Um, I don't. I also don't think Twitter is good for that. But if that's no. what you think it is, that's not how you accomplish it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That's, no, that's, that's interesting. My, that's, my, uh, that's my bullshit. Well, that and, and no, the I'm, amount of, of just rampant tesla ads that are going to be up on there now. Like every other you're going to scroll every other yeah. tweet is just going to be a tesla ad guys in bitcoin shirts next yes. to their teslas going crypto, you can't afford it because you didn't because yeah. you didn't get on dogecoin to the moon Woo. yeah oh my Whatever god the shit they say <laughs> yeah yeah i don't yeah i feel like it, it, you know, it's interesting. You know what, like, Tad? I'm progress. on your side. I'm, I'm on your side. We're back to paper. We're going all paper. Here we go. Paper, man. Everything cool. on the computer is bad. <laughs> Ibrahim was right. Computer was bad. I take it all back. I was wrong. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> We're just going to bleed ink forever. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. No, I, no, it is fascinating because I haven't. I've heard people complain and I've heard I've heard people uh you know, say hooray because they're big fans of Elon, but I've mm-hmm. never heard anybody actually put some context behind it like you just did. Yep. And yeah. it's refreshing because it gives like it makes you actually think about it. Why? Look, this could be a huge problem, especially, yeah. if, you know, like Twitter is a tool that I think has more positives than cons in terms, like you said, like just yeah. networking with people. But no, I look, look, man, look, uh, I mean, here. For me, Twitter has been nothing but a boon. I think I, I might have told you this story in the past. I got my first job at Marvel from Twitter. Like that's that's how I got in. Wow! Right? I did not know that. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tom Taylor saw something that I drew. He tagged his 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 uh, editors. I got a DM the next day. I got the people I was supposed to send my pages to. Then I was drawing Miss Marvel. Right. Like that's and that's what you want. Like that. That's that's, that's exactly what these things are supposed to be for. Right. Absolutely. It's supposed to be about sharing ideas sharing drawings sharing things you're excited yeah. about with people on the internet and i've i've managed to somehow carve out a very friendly section of twitter i don't get a lot of people coming into my mentions being assholes which um yeah i'm obviously very grateful for uh and, and like when i well, when i just did my whole you wait, just wait, you know, oh yeah dude I, i'm ready for it because like <laughs> it's actually funny because i i did i posted a whole big thing so I saw a bunch of people being wrong on the internet, right? And as opposed to, you know, responding to them, I did like a big thread about like my whole 230 and yeah, First yeah. Amendment free speech protection stuff. And I was really expecting to get more pushback from people. But for the most part, people said, hey, this is actually really good. And uh, this is interesting. And, you know, I did get a couple of people saying, well, hey, well, what about this? And what about this? And I've, uh, for those of you who are getting into flame wars on the internet, I actually really recommend saying very kindly to somebody is like, I just disagree with you. And yeah. usually that diffuses the conversation pretty quickly. They just go, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's interesting is 
not too long. It was probably like last summer or la- right before last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was asked to go and talk to like one of the local high schools here. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, they had pooled a bunch of kids that had like, they're all juniors and seniors. They all want to be creative professionals of some kind. So it was just kids. It was like maybe like 200 kids that just wanted to some pursue the arts as a profession in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. So they had me come in and talk to them. And that was one of the big things that came up. They're like, the question that I got the most was, Hey, how do we, how do you deal with like the whole internet, like social media? And I go, what do you mean? And they're like, you know, Oh, negative comments and all that kind of mm. stuff. And I go, just, I, I, I just, I was like, you got to have a rule for yourself. It's the old school golden rule. The same rule your parents told you when you're a kid is like, if you, would you like somebody saying that to you? Mm-hmm. No. So probably don't say them. Just put out positive waves. Yeah. You're just going to yeah. also get positive back. Yeah. And they were all, and what's crazy is all of them kind of were like, it was like a hush. Yeah. Cause it yeah. was like, Oh, that means all of you have been just talking shit to you each know other. They all have. Here's the problem, though. They're really good at it and they're really fucking funny, which is the thing that makes me crazy. Yeah. Like I'll read it like, oh, man, that's a good burn. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we've all like we've been pretty lucky just doing the podcast. I think we've only had a few a couple times. <laughs> Where people came at us, and you know what's funny is they always go after Bry. They, they do never come after me. They Why? never come after me. They do. Well, we had we had That's one guy. We had one guy who, uh, what was it? It was uh, when that Swamp Thing show was out, and uh, you know somebody commented about, oh, they shouldn't have canceled the show, or why why would they cancel the show? And my comment, I think I said, uh, because it probably didn't get enough views to justify the amount of money that they were making. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this dude like found our podcast uh, (laughs) and listened to every episode. And then his, his write-ins were something, what do you call you? Like a bearded, he called me a bearded prick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. It was amazing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, It was weird. Yeah. All of our um, Bri, for some reason, the nicest guy in the world always gets the heat. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, I didn't like it. I didn't care well, for it. Nobody says anything. <laughs> Dude, well, that's that. The thing of it is, though, is like when that Internet heat starts coming at you, it can be really intimidating, though. Sure. Right? Yeah. Because like, like um, I, I found that the mute button is your best friend. Right. Because then you're Definitely. not preventing anybody from seeing your artwork. But when they talk shit, you don't have to know about it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And it's actually really, really it's it's really helpful, right? Because like I also I agree. Like I, I I do my absolute level best to put out just good stuff, right? But just I positive. have yeah. Yeah, just just be positive and be kind to people. And in general, that's paid dividends because you know, if somebody sees somebody being mean to you, you everybody goes, Hey, this is a nice guy and he's been nothing but nice to me. Quit being a dick, yeah. right? Like you you, you kind of have some goons on your side, which yeah. is helpful, right? Right. But the, the other thing is, is like um, sometimes stuff happens that's sort of outside of your control. Because like um, with uh, with Way of X, we actually um, ha- had a little bit of a little bit of a controversy at one point. Um, Can I ask you? Uh, yeah, when you started working on X Men, mm-hmm. did they kind of give you the? Because this happened to me when I was working on Godzilla. They I got the kind of like talk, like hey. Oh, the Alaskan internet connection. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, it's uh, at its prime today. That, that when Godzilla know. comes. Oh, yeah. Now you're back. So tell me about Godzilla. Tell me. Okay. Tell me about the talk. So, 
So when I got <laughs> when a mommy Godzilla, a daddy Godzilla. That's right. Uh, we had to do a special wrestle. Graphic. <laughs> special wrestle. Uh, no, but the uh, corporate gave me a little talk of like, hey, we've got a very like lo- like a longstanding fan base. So just be prepared. If some people don't like what you're doing, they're going to let you know. And that was their nice way of like, they might come after you on the internet. Luckily, everything I got was super positive and great. So I guess I did an okay job, but that, you know, they were very like Toho was like, be prepared, man. Did, yeah. the, did you kind of, did Marvel give you a little heads up? Like, they, hey, you're they now- give you, they give you zero warning. They, they, okay. They throw you a script <laughs> and then throw you to the wolves. And okay. it's, it can so, be very oh, intense. What happened? <laughs> okay. So I'll, did, did I'll, something I'll, happen? Something something did happen. Okay. So um okay. So there is a character named Loa, and Loa is a Pacific Islander, I believe, originally. Okay. And um throughout the years, the character has gotten lighter skinned and lighter skinned and lighter skinned and lighter skinned just because comics is ultimately like a game of telephone from editor to editor to editor. You know what I mean? Sure. And like right. one person changes one thing a little bit, another person changes another thing a little bit, and like the the costume gets changed a little bit, and then the colorist touches it, and then at a certain point, you don't even remember what the original character looked like, right? Because, you know, it's like there's there's incredible editor turnover. Some guys have encyclopedic knowledge over there. Some of them don't. Everybody does their best, but everybody's also incredibly overworked, and they just send you screenshots of something from the most recent issue and go, "That's what they look like." Right. Because yeah. that's what they have time for, because they're also editing six other books. Yeah. So. So, like I said, throughout the years, Loa has gotten lighter skinned and lighter skinned and lighter skinned. And obviously, in the current climate, as I think we can all understand, mm-hmm. as we as we love to say, representation is very important. Absolutely. And yeah. um, so somebody said, hey, what the F? This is just a white girl. And we looked at it and we're like, yeah, that's what she looks like, because we were just working off of the reference. Thing. And then all of a sudden they yeah. pulled like the original picture of her and she's quite dark skinned and she's got a completely different hairdo and yeah. everything is completely different. And we went, Oh, is that what she looked like? Nobody knew. Wow. Nobody Ooh. on the team knew because yeah, again, this character Especially was made like, like a, a character that was appeared once in like 1983. Yeah. How are you going to know? Yeah. yeah but, but like she, she'd been in, in other, in other books since then. And like I said, like every iteration of her, she just kind of got a little lighter for some reason. And I think it's because, you know, the colorist doesn't know. And again, everybody's just trying to get the book out on time. So it's just kind of yeah. like, it just kind of, you know, it must be like depending on some artist skill set, like some artists just, they have like a template of like, this is what my people look like. Mm-hmm. And it's just their template for like all people, yeah. sp- all spectrums of the universe. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm not, I, So I don't say this to excuse it. I just say it to say this is kind of how stuff ends up happening and right. you know i mean there's nothing I mean, malicious about no, it. There's no just... nobody does anything to be like well here's what we're gonna do guys we're gonna make this. <laughs> right. you know she's a pacific but we got a whiter up okay like no yeah. nobody says that right like it's just it's just people trying to hit deadlines really people trying to hit going. deadlines and somebody going i don't really know what that person looks like and so somebody at some point made a bad assumption right yeah and probably who's who's gonna say who it is somebody made a bad assumption at some point again not to excuse him but just what happened so anybody uh so anyway somebody saw it pointed this out and said you guys need to fix this this needs to change we need to talk about this right and suddenly people come flooding it oh yeah right 
Uh, and then I mean, that's what people show up for. They don't yep. show up for like, wow, look at this great, this great representation. This character is fantastic. Everybody buy the book. No, that's the book that ends up getting canceled because nobody pays attention. But what everyone does pay attention to is the controversy. Not my not my champions and Knights of X fans. They're all very nice, actually. Go. <laughs> Good. I got I got to tell you the the, uh, the the I had zero problems with those with so yeah. far with it. Like everybody writes in, they're just the nicest people. Champions fans, love them. So did they're, you guys fix the Pacific Eye? Not to so we, we did actually. We did actually. Oh, cool. Um, we uh. So what happened was is we kind of noticed and went. At somebody I don't remember how it was addressed or who said anything about it, but um. So we basically went, okay, that's a fuck up. Basically, nobody knew. And then uh, for the trade, you can actually pick it up now. The character has been completely recolored. And, oh, wow. you know, we, and um, to their credit, people who picked up the trade said, oh, hey, they did do it. Thanks so much, you guys. Right. But that like in the cool. moment, in the moment, it feels it, it's, it's incredibly intimidating. So I, love it. I think it's time for now the question. Okay. Bri. Okay. Right. What's what's yeah. the question? All right. So the question is something that we ask every guest who comes on the show. Um, yeah. So you were probably asked it last time. Uh, I don't remember what your answer was. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I, I don't remember the question. So there you Perfect. go. <laughs> Perfect. So the question is uh, unlimited budget. Like budget wasn't a question, but mm. uh, if you were given full creative power to do a you know, limited edition miniseries, graphic novel, whatever it might be of any IP. Now it can be comic character, TV, movie, book, whatever it might be. Who would you, what would you pick? Oh man, that's, that's tough. That is real, real tough. The funny thing is the first thing that my mind went to was like some sort of sequel to the big Lebowski, but Oh, (laughs) Oh, but I, I don't I, I don't I don't know that I necessarily have a story for it. I was just like, oh, that'd be funny. But I don't know if that if that story even works outside of a movie setting. Right. Because like it, it depended so much on those performances. God, this is tough. This is really, really tough. I think I probably answered something along the lines of I'd love to do a honey badger book last time. I still would love. To I, do think that. I think you did say, did honey, say honey badger. badger. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like something I would say. I still haven't done it. So um, I still like to do that. Because I had to, I had to look up who Honey Badger was. Yeah, Laura Kitty, yeah, little sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds right. I still want to do that, um, but uh, I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's going to happen. She's Is she, I don't know. still around? Are they still doing stuff with her? Yeah, she's. I think she was in X Four Sex Factor, something like that. I can't remember. Okay. But she, she's been in a book recently. Do you, Do you uh, read a lot of the X Men books? Or like Marvel um, books in general? Do you read a lot? Of you stuff? know what the funny thing is is I, I really I, I picked up the uh, when I when I downloaded the uh, Marvel Unlimited app I started reading all kinds of stuff. Oh, uh, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I yeah, it's a, I really it, should. It really is. Like it's literally. Like, I don't want to be like just an advertising app. Marvel Unlimited, but like it's a great <laughs> it's app. Got, it's got everything. Like yeah, if you like really. Marvel books, you should just get it now. It's totally. I, worth I, it. I mean, I like DC stuff. I just have always kind of leaned towards Marvel storylines. I don't know yeah, why the Marvel too. characters are more interesting. To me, me, I don't too. know. I, I did like a ton of like the ultimate Marvel characters. So like the Ultimates, Ultimate Avengers, Ultimate X Men, Ultimate Spider Man. Like I went through all of those yeah. on the Marvel app. It was awesome, dude. Two year two thousand was when I discovered Ultimate Cap. Mm-hmm. Just that changed my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I know you're a big Captain America fan. I I am. I yeah. I 
you, yeah, you're the you've actually gotten to work on the oh the, yeah the the holy grail for you, me. You are That's talking pretty- to one of the worst artists to ever work on Captain America, according what? to some guy on the internet. So <laughs> no. I think no, I, actually, I, I might probably have your issue somewhere around. I went and picked him up because I was like, I know this guy. I'm buying him. Yeah, yeah, man. No, and yeah, he, he so. was U.S. agent was in it, too, right? Yeah. U.S. agent was in it. Um, yeah. all, all kinds of people. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun book, you know, but yeah, the, you, guys, the, you guys so, knocked it out of the park. The art was great. I don't know what that guy's talking well, about. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, the um, so I, look, if I if I had to be 100 percent honest about what happened on that book, I was uh, drawing that book at the same time I was drawing Red Sonia. So that's I was lot. doing two books at the same time. So again, I, I my incredible trouble is saying no to anybody. Yeah. Um, but it was like one of those things where I had like a, a ongoing commitment, but then Marvel said, Hey, do you want to draw Captain America? And I was like, I'll figure out how to, I'll figure out how to do it. Yeah. I'm not saying no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a project. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah say, I don't know. But- I, I kept getting, I feel like I kept getting jobs at Marvel before I was ready for them. Like I look back at my my Captain America stuff, and some of it is pretty wanky. And then like I just look back at some of the stuff I did on Way of X, and I was like, some of these are pretty wanky. And I feel like I'm getting I feel like I'm getting better. Like nights, I look at less panels and go. <laughs> but let me ask you a question though. Yeah. Do you feel yeah, yeah. like you told the story well? I think so. I think like, that's all that I matters. The, the, that's all that matters. Look, comic books is so it's like the weirdest, dumbest medium because there really is no hard fast rules on how to do anything right like right. everybody's just kind of like flying by the seat of their pants and trying to figure out the best way to do things it's like you know there's pages i look back and i'll be like yeah i probably told the story okay but like there was a more interesting composition or like there was a better camera sure, sure. chosen there right like um but you could that's 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 everything you know what i mean like no, it's, it's true you know it's true. It really it's the, it's the struggle of the storytelling artist that's right, right. But yeah, I used to be really critical about all that stuff. But this last I maybe it was just from the pandy. I've just Mm -hmm. gotten to the point where it's like, you know what? If somebody's telling the story and I I can read it and I think this it actually tells the story accurately. Yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. it could have been done differently or better in some shape or form. But they still told the story. And that's the hardest thing in the world is just to get the story out there. Dude, I'll tell you, there's there's a couple of. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to name names because I'm not that guy, but there's a couple artists who work currently who do really, really cool artwork. But I want to look at the pages. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't, I don't know what's yeah. happening from panel to panel. Doesn't See, make and any sense. That, to me. I, I don't know. Like, I, I remember we used to have like, that was like one of those conversations we used to debate about when I was in school at the Cuber school is like, cause mm-hmm. people would look at certain artists who were like, beautiful illustrators, mm-hmm. but man, they, their storytelling was so weak. You just, mm-hmm. it, everything looked great on the page, but they're doing weird panel breaks and stuff. And you're like, why? I don't know where am I supposed to look? Everything. It's just like a music video. Like you did did a super cool thing. It's a beautiful drawing. Uh, You you chose an interesting layout or whatever, but like from panel to panel, I have no idea what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel bad about it. Cause like, again, these are people who are are very popular. Um, Oh yeah. Kind of like, Nope. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no, I, I, I hear you. It's kind of one of those where, like, I there's certain artists who I love. I'll buy their books because I like their work, mm-hmm. but I, I don't ever expect to know what the story is because I can't, I can't read it. It's. <laughs> oh man, that just wrecked my whole shit there. Because I, I actually started thinking about because I thought back to the original conversation of like, you know, digital <clears throat> versus traditional, and I went, nobody cares what you're doing. And then I thought about these people like these guys who can't actually tell the stories, like. 
nobody cares what you're drawing anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> what? And that and that's why everybody, I don't want, I'm not going to bitch about this. Something happened recently that got me, that got under my skin, but I decided not to get angry about it. <laughs> I'm trying not to be angry about it. Fair enough. Um, I, so, yeah. <laughs> I used to work as a, when I started working, it was as a background artist. And uh, like, so guys would hire me in Portland. To, yeah. Like, do backgrounds on their, you know, it's like sure. one of the first books I ever did was a DC book. Mm-hmm. And the artist was, very detail oriented. And mm-hmm. so it was, you know, lots of big cityscapes and stuff. And it was one of those where like they told me, you know, the artist told me right away, he's like, get ready. You're going to draw your ass off for people to look at it for two seconds. So they're going to look at the character I'm drawing over here in the corner and then they're going to turn the page. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, dude, he's like, that- that's okay. It doesn't matter. Just this, use it. This is paid practice. Work, just work your ass off you know and you'll get better and soon you'll be doing this you know that that really is the hardest lesson to swallow about the whole thing is that somebody's going to end up looking at this book for less time than it took you to probably draw a panel in it like yeah. that that yeah. is really really difficult it's like I'll, i spent a month on one of these things and the the graphic novel just, that i'm going to talk about i read it in less than an hour so yeah <laughs> no, but, but like that that's the whole thing right Loved like because um a, a good friend of mine was trying for years and years and years to get in at um, at, a, at a couple different. I think he was trying to get into Marvel and try to get in somewhere else. I can't remember who, but he was talking to somebody. I think it was Eric Larson, and he sh- he showed him his samples. And Eric looked through it, and the note he gave him is that it wasn't a good flip, which I thought was such an interesting note of like I can't just page through this and quickly get it. And feel like I know what's going on, right? Like that's interesting. It was because, so, like, part of what the medium is is actually to be consumed quickly. Yeah, and that, that's actually right? a really good point. Which, w- w- when you actually think about the skill in that, it is a really, really bizarre one. And he he named his company Bad Flip at one point, which was pretty funny. He's <laughs> he's an immensely talented artist, and I'm he he does he does covers for some companies right now but um cool i I always felt like he got ripped off because we 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 were robbed of some really beautiful artwork in in a bunch of books i think but Mm, yeah you know the industry is what it fucking is and you know i i was a producer and he was my artist working at one of the companies i was at and i draw x-men and somehow he didn't end up doing it and i every day i'm all like i shouldn't be doing this he should Dude, be doing it <laughs> i got i got to meet adam hughes Bry was with me yeah um and i was talking to him i got a sketch about, cover from him that's oh, right wow. but he had just that ain't up, easy <laughs> right he just got done working on captain america and he go and i was like him and i you know that's our favorite character so we had a little bond over cap and he nice. was telling me he goes oh yeah it was just great this is my first time ever you know like finally got to work in captain america and i was like wait, 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 wait. what do you mean you finally got like was this never not an option for you not to be able to work on captain america? he's like yeah i always trying just wouldn't the, just nothing really come together where i could be able to work on the care and i was like how has that fucking happened but again i'm like that's the industry i guess right that's that's yeah. comics I'm, yeah i mean uh, it's it's the weirdest industry because like, I don't even know how I get the jobs. I guess. Well, it's because you're a nice guy. You got, you, you hit all three. You're a good artist. You're on time and you're a nice guy. You're easy to work yeah. with. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely the last. Two. And they say, okay, and they, they say you need to be more. the two of the three and you're, yep. I'd say you're all three. Well, I, I appreciate it. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to get better at the first one. So that way I can be more <laughs> of a dick. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. That's which that's the whole goal. Yeah. You get so good that you're so good. They can't say no, no matter how much of an asshole you are. That's right. Just uh, be a dick to everyone. Yeah, it's great. Not, not there yet, but I'm working on it, baby. Yeah, no, I mean, um, but like, you know, it, the, the big publishers are very machine like, though, right? Because yeah. it's like, you know, uh, I'm getting down towards the end of a run and I email a couple people and I go, hey, you got anything for me? And then, you know, if if I talk to the right person and they like me and then they just send me a script and I go, OK, I guess that's what I'm working on. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's super I, weird because like, like there, there's there's a big part of me that goes, you know, it'd be really cool if I could actually sit down with an artist and we could try to crack something together of like, oh, I would really love to draw this. And like, you know, instead of this scene where they're just talking to each other, what if they are on the moon or, you know, whatever. Right. Like, yeah, because, you know, the, and I'm also in like this weird position where at least with the Marvel stuff, because it is such a such a machine, I don't feel super comfortable changing a lot of stuff from the script, even though they say, yeah, you can feel free to do that because like. I look at it and I go, well, this has already been approved by everybody. Right. And like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to fuck with it too much. Cause then, you know, is it going to start opening up with questions? Is it going to be creating more havoc and, and making things difficult for the people who are already overworked on the editorial side. It, like, right, right. just do your best to execute what's on the page. You know, if you got to tweak it a little bit, go ahead. But you know, I, I don't fuck with it. Um, I don't fuck with it too much. Cause again, it's just like, who, who wants, who wants the headache? They don't. You know, yeah, and, and I don't want to create it for them, so I don't know. So let me ask you this: Yes, because we're kind of winding down. All right, what what do you fuck with in terms of what comic books are you reading right now? Oh, nice. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, what do I got back here? Uh, I've actually been uh, doing. Uh, I've been backing a lot of. Uh, I've been backing a lot of Kickstarters. Nice. Recently. Oh, actually. same same with us. Yep. We've been doing the yeah. same thing. I like so, supporting indie. It's. I I don't know what it is. I just. I'm really in that vein. Yeah, me too. Like I, I'm, I'm out here going like, man, I want to, I want to, I want to make people's dreams come true. So, um, I, uh, I actually just got in the mail, and I'm really excited to crack into it. My, uh, my friend George O'Connor, uh, just sent out his book, The Toddler Apocalypse, which is basically oh, cool. like a, a, a bunch of stories about like, um, you know, kids, uh, during like a big, uh, uh, alien invasion kind of thing. You know, he's, he, he's, uh, he's this really nice guy. He's from like the, uh, he's from the Boston area. He came up and we've been kind of internet friendly. I met him at WonderCon, and he's just been out here, like, you know, slowly picking away, doing, doing comics and stuff like that. Saw his Kickstarter was up. I was like, I'll back that in a second. He's a good dude. And uh, the the video, like, if you get a chance to like, look up the toddler apocalypse, the the video they did was, was very cute and very funny. I was like, Oh, this, this sells the book very well. Like I have a, I definitely have a good sense of what this is about. So I'm excited to crack into it. Um, Awesome. I don't know what else I'm I've been looking over some of my old stuff to see where I could improve too. So (laughs) I got a way of X back here, but like, yep, fuck that one. This would have been better. Nope. Fuck that one would have been better if I did this. Well, Well, it's interesting to see, uh, I've been kind of doing something similar to that where I'm getting ready to work on all these next things for the next year. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at like, well, how did this translate from page? Cause I still work kind of old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do these translate <laughs> from page to print? You know, like there's, cause you're resizing stuff. And so there's certain things I like and there's certain things I really don't like. And so I'm trying to make those adjustments so that this year moving forward, it'll look a lot different. Hmm. Or at least I can try and improve. Try to improve. Yeah, I I, yeah. I'm I'm trying to like I'm trying to find the. I don't know. I have a I have a very sort of 
like weird sort of cart. It's like somewhere between like a cartoonish sort of Saturday morning style and something else that's a little bit more maybe mainstream comics. And um, I'm finding that like my my stuff will live or die based on, in my opinion, uh, whether whether the colorist I get is any good. And I'm trying to get to a place where I'm not relying on them so much. But I want to do that without like grayscaling the whole page if I can help it. But yeah. um, my my biggest struggle with uh, with the last couple of years has just been trying to find the colorist I really jive with, or like the guy that really seems to get my artwork. I've had I've had a couple people where I was like, that guy gets it. That guy made me look like I know what I'm doing. Um, but it's 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 real difficult because like I I came up like I said coloring my own work right. So like I, I have a very distinct idea of what I want done with it. But the problem is, is I don't necessarily draw it like that. Like I don't use a ton of like hatching and and, and grayscaling and stuff like that. So like if they aren't reading my mind, I'll look at it and go, mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I also find that, and uh, this is the, sort of a general thing that like a lot of comic book colorists are not great at value work. Like everything oh. is, is very like they'll, they'll do a lot of cool colors. And they'll do like a little bit of shading and stuff like that, but actually like utilizing value to guide the eye, to guide the eye from panel to panel and stuff like that. And like really highlight where the focus of stuff is. Um, it, it just kind of isn't, isn't there with a lot of colors. I, and again, I, I feel for them there, they, you know, they have to do more pages a day than I do. So right. you know, what's their minimum five max? Yeah. It's like four seven. or five. Like it's, it's yeah. crazy how much work they do. Right. And especially with the with the one I'm doing right now, I, you know, I've got that means some, they're banging out a page every two hours if yeah. they want to keep like normal working hours. Absolutely. You know? And that's and, still and a full day. Yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, it's like with a book I'm doing right now, that's like in some of this is like 10. It's, it'll be like six panels and it'll yeah. be like five to seven characters per panel because it's a team book. Wow. Sometimes it's worse than that. Like it's it's completely insane. So, like, you know, I, I don't know how you do it. Uh, and you do it efficiently, but um, and, and then you have to deal with me going. Well, I would like it better if it was like this, you know. I'm like, then you color it, asshole. And I'm like, oh, they don't let me. <laughs> Brian, Brian, what did you read? All right, so I got a few. I got a couple of things. Uh, so first and foremost, uh, you know, it feels like I've been waiting. I think we, the 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 people, have been waiting because of. Uh, the just delay after delay after delay of this book but uh the uh last ronin issue five so the series finally, finally concluded um nice speaking of colorist Luis delgado yep yeah shout out he's my man yeah Love that guy yeah so this, great colorist uh eastman laird waltz uh eastman uh the escorza brothers ben bishop Louis Delgado, Rhonda Pattinson, Sean Lee, wow. and uh, Bobby Kernrow editing it. So a big, massive, massive book. I think it's around 40 pages. Um, so it just, you know, concludes the last Ronin storyline of, uh, you know, the epic fight, last fight between uh, Michelangelo and uh, the grandson of the Shredder. One of the things I really liked about the final fight was that... Uh, he uses each of his brother's weapons against him and then and then ends with the nunchuck as you know as the final weapon so i thought that was uh -huh. a really cool uh a really a really nice touch uh, as yeah. a way to end it i will say uh, uh 
as much as I, I loved the book, I thought it was really well done in the series as a whole. Um, I mean, the, the first issue came out in October of 2020. Uh, so <laughs> for a five-issue <laughs> book... Uh, Whoa. Whoa. It, That's a long time. It, it took a long time. So it, it kind yeah. of... It, 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 it almost is like, oh, it's out? Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, So it kind of lost that that luster maybe mm-hmm. that it that it did when issue one came out you know with all of sure. the hype um mm-hmm. i still thought you know i still thought for the most part it lived up to it i thought it was very well done um and i enjoyed it a lot you know it was a great uh elseworlds dark turtle story that uh, we're not necessarily getting in the current run um plus it was you know Eastman and Laird based off of their original ideas. So the turtles were always the best when those two were, were jiving and, uh, and working together. So I really enjoyed it. And then, uh, I also read, uh, speaking of Ibrahim, I picked up today retroactive <laughs> his, uh, Hell yeah. his newest graphic novel with humanoids. And, uh, I, I fucking loved it, man. I loved, uh, I love the stuff that he does because, uh, um, I just, I, I, not only, I think he's a great artist and uh, I think he's a great Correct. writer, uh, Correct. but also like, you know, kind of like what you were talking about, how, how you guys were talking about, about how the, the, the page flows and mm-hmm. how, uh, I, I think he's so good at that, at, at having that his, really nice, his storytelling's immaculate. It's yeah, so good. And his, his, yeah. his layouts are so nice and so clean. And like, every time I look, I'm like, fuck, I wish I was doing that. <laughs> he does that right like it, it, it's it's very enviable uh yeah the, the way like the way he composes pages is very very pleasing yeah and it's know. just they're not they're they're well balanced he gives yes, up space 100 there's breathing room sorry brian not to no 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 you're you're, you're i wouldn't have been able to to recognize that i just think it looks nice and it flows good <laughs> you know being the artist does pretty good like good <laughs> yeah <laughs> talented man a handsome man a great dancer ibrahim mustafa is there nothing he can't do I, if dancer there, no if there is i haven't figured out what it is yet um but uh, i love the the bond story that he tells in this in its own in its own way and its own flair. Like, I think we talked about this when he was on the show, like the opening comic, like the first chapter is very much like a bond opening sequence. And, uh, you know, the way it plays, the time loop is very, very smart. And the way it ends is, uh, is, is, yeah, it's just a well done, well made, very, very enjoyable. Something that, uh, um, I could definitely, you know, this is great in its own right as a as a graphic novel, but it's something that you could definitely like. You would go to a movie and watch this. I think it's that yeah. good. Yeah. Well, wow. Wow. What about you, Tad? Uh, okay. So I'm a big. Besides being a Captain America fan, I'm gonna make this fast because we are running very short for time. Oh. Uh, I uh, I'm a big Cap fan, but I'm also just as big, despite my. My, probably my my dad's uh, perspective, because uh, he never he hated the fact that I was into this. He just didn't dig it, at least so he claimed. I think it was just to piss me off. Anyways, uh, rest in peace, Dad. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, so right now they're doing Dragon Ball Super, and I hadn't read it. The last time I reviewed, I think it was book nine on here. Yeah. Uh, and I really wasn't really digging it. Wasn't that good? But I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's pick it back up. Let's check it out. It's pretty good. So I ended up catching up on all the volumes. So in two days, I read six volumes uh, of <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. And uh, that's a lot of Super Saiyan. 
There was so much Super Saiyan, man. Uh, it was great, and and I will just uh, that's the one thing. It's um, it's kind of candy, you know. Like it's there's not the yeah. most like the deepest stuff, but it's just fun. I needed stuff. Candy is good, fun. man. Candy is mm-hmm. good sometimes. Yeah, not and everything that, you has know, to be. Yeah. The action sequences were fucking badass too. Like you, that's one thing everybody forgets. Like you want to like learn how to draw like a really good fight and choreograph it. Go pick up anything, any any of the anything from the Dragon Ball series, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. All the fighting is awesome. Like this is one thing I would say that American comics I feel doesn't do very well because they always like, well, they're in a fight and it's two panels and it's over. And that's the fight yeah. where dra- we're like, say, Dragon Ball. They're like, well, the next 20 pages, uh, we're going to go fist to fist while having, you know, other characters will be having a conversation off to the side or whatever. Like there will be some story development, but like they really center like, you know, the the climax of of the story is centered around like, you know, a major confrontation of two characters. And uh, yeah, it was great. It's really good. But um, yeah, enough about uh, my infatuation with dragon ball um uh, bob thanks for yes, coming thanks, here man thanks, hey man. thank you for having me you guys it was a blast yeah As uh, always where can where can everybody find your uh, find you and uh just real quick remind everyone what what you got coming out uh alligator loki coming out right now on marvel unlimited new uh, episode out this week question mark next week uh knights of x in stores now out yesterday uh sh- the Damn. the paper shortage has got us kind of screwy but you know uh we're 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 make we're still going uh and then i've got a graphic novel coming from a company in some time but it hasn't been announced but i'm halfway done with it um how big is it gonna be uh, 120 pages. Awesome. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'm working on. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can see me at RobotJQ on Twitter. You can see me at Bob Q Draws on Facebook. You can see me at King of Smaster on Instagram. Doesn't make any sense. I'll explain it to you someday. Uh, it, nobody uses Tumblr, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a website or anything? Uh, yeah, I think it's BobQDraws.com. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll have links in the notes for Sweet. all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, send send your hate mail. Perfect. Please <laughs> definitely. Do. Oh God, yes. Send some hate mail. Anything hey, Brian, you keep want, it off of me. Brian, you want to take it home? I'll take it home. All right. All right. Uh, tigers, fully grown, fully grown fledged tigers out there hunting, just <laughs> claws out, uh, stalking your prey through the wilderness. Uh, now is the time. Let's 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 make some tiger babies. Let's make some tiger cubs by sharing by sharing this podcast out with everybody. Uh, and you can <laughs> you can do that. Uh, here's what you here's how you do it, listeners. What you got to do. Put it on in the bedroom. Get boners Bang. Oh my while God. we talk about comic books. Tiger babies. Have them download the podcast. That's how you do it. That's it. Thank you for Boom. It doesn't get any better. Than that. Get any better than that. <laughs> Uh, just share out the the home of Blue Tiger Revenge, the home of Operation Blue, and that is bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. Um, if you want to get some sweet, sweet, sweet revenge gear, uh, there's links on there to our T Public page where you can uh, get access to that awesome revenge design that's up there right now. Put it on a T-shirt, put it on a hoodie. It's summer. Summer's coming. Put it on a tank top so you can show the guns off too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll be like, Hey, you have no, you have no arms, but that's a cool tank top. 
what is it? And, you know, and then you could tell them it's Blue Tiger Revenge, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting, the greatest podcast on planet Earth. Wow. Uh, not just comic book podcast, greatest podcast. Yeah. Yep. I'm throwing out wow. a gauntlet. I'm throwing it yeah, out. Okay. I'm Take coming, it over. We're coming for you, Rogan. We're coming for you. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, and that is all I have, Tad. Do you have anything else? Uh, one Rogan's podcast does kind of suck. Yes. Uh, and two, I will say, Jamie, Jamie, pull up a Blue Tiger podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I am all out of Tiger Milk, my friend. Well, if that is the case, what time is it? Yep, the music. Music.